Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kierens, and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week, we have a good one for you. Coming in from Chicago, Illinois, I wouldn't say the Windy City. I mean, I know people say that, but I think that's one of those things where if you say that, it just shows like that you're definitely like a tourist person. So maybe, I don't even think Chi-Town. I think we're just going to say Chicago. So we did all say all those things, so I guess we could edit those again. But checking in from Chicago, our new friend Hugo Trejo, who does the work with St. Errant Brewing, as well as more brewing. And he's got a lot more cool stuff for you that we're excited to share with you. Really cool portfolio. One of the most versatile artist that we've really seen in a long time he's extremely you know puts you know hard working puts himself up to the challenge is willing to adapt to new styles and welcomes those it's really cool you know, as we talked we learned all these different things about him learn how he does it you know kind of work-life balance you know the grind how art is important not only to him but his family you know much love to all the teachers out there if you are a teacher you know we thank you for all that you do for for the kids of today and you know who are the leaders of tomorrow. So it's just really important if you uh, get a chance to thank your local teacher. So, you know, and remember, support the arts. Which I think if you're listening to this, you know, you're really you know, kind of on board, hopefully, with that train. And we thank you for that. So with that said, uh, Hugo, you can follow him online on Instagram. You can see his journey, Project Villa IN, Project Villain, and dot uh, com will take you to his uh, Etsy page, which is kind of a little nice snapshot what we do we try to go down the rabbit hole and find different things from our artists from various phases of their career and so when there's these uh you know geo city type you know websites you know old school stuff that we can see some of the earlier earlier works and the progression and growth of our artists it's uh it's really exciting to to see that and it's it's pretty amazing really just to see where where things have come so we got that coming up for you episode 129 we're still in the thick of the 16 ounce doodler die with robbie davis we had some amazing work that's been you know pumped out there so if you're out there and you're listening remember we got about you know a little under two weeks left dive in be a part of it do something crazy you know pick one of the 30 words and just do it once whatever we'd love to hear from you check out the hashtag 16oz doodle or die you can also go to 16 ounce doodle or die.com and it'll take you to see all the different pieces you know that are out there in in real time which is exciting Remember, coming up next week, the 28th and 29th, we have the Art of Craft Beer Hubbub in Bridgeton, Maine. It is going to be something special. We've got eight amazing artists for you. We've got live music, killer food trucks, some of the beer that we're locking down. We're going to have Vitamin C from uh, Massachusetts going to be you know, making their debut at the Hubbub. Really excited about that. And we're also going to try to get as many of the breweries that are supporting these artists and really flip that traditional beer fest model on its head if you haven't had a chance to please head over to theartofcraftbeer.com and purchase your ticket the glasses and t-shirts are going to be killer going to kind of uh, play off the the simple shapes idea we did last year at the keller liddell spice it up a little bit with some cool icons that represent maine which is super important to us you know, will and the team uh, up in bridgeton on the ground is uh working getting the, the space ready for everyone and this is going to be something really truly special we're proud uh, to be working with uh, the loon echo land trust which is doing some great work up there sebago lake area the work that they do is crucial for the uh, the beer that we drink especially in maine you know the the purity and the cleanliness of the water is super important it kind of um, ties into you know personally my brother-in-law frank does that work up in you know uh, upstate New York, kind of in the Beacon Falls, Hudson Valley area, uh, for the New York uh, water supply up there? So it's really, uh, as they as Sly the Family Stone says, it is a family affair. And so we love it, we appreciate it, we love Maine. It's really important to us, and we're really hopeful that you'll you know take opportunity, get on the road, head up and join us. Um, if you're on the fence, let me push you over it and uh, welcome you to Vacation Land, and join us for some fun, something unique something delicious, fill the belly up in more ways than one, and just, you know, hopefully walk away with a new appreciation for some of these incredible artists that bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. So without further ado, let's get into this episode 129. I know we've been a little delayed getting this to you, so I uh, wanted to get this going, get this rocking and rolling as soon as possible. 
keep with the tradition of getting out these once a week. So here it is, my friend and yours, Mr. Hugo Trejo, 16-ounce canvas debut. Everyone's a debut because we haven't repeated anybody. So anyway, sometimes I ramble, as you may know. But here it is, episode 129, Hugo Trejo, St. Errant Brewing, more brewing, Chicago, Illinois. That's good for now. Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have us today, checking in from Chicago, one of my favorite cities, Hugo Trejo. Uh, you can find him on Instagram, Project Villain, uh, Project Villa, I-N. And uh, if you go to projectvillain.com, you can see some of his early days of being an early adapter of Tumblr, which is uh, pretty much uh, no longer existence other than some of Hugo's stuff up there. But how's it going, Hugo? It's going good, AJ. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, it was good. I really, uh, I'm excited. You were, uh, you've been a supporter for a long time, and I've been following along, and uh, it just keep, you know, you keep pumping out more and more great stuff. So I'm really just excited to finally, you know, lock you down and uh, you know, get a little snapshot of of the Hugo story. Yeah, sounds good. So, so yeah, we uh, we came to learn of Hugo for the work he's done with uh, Saint Errant, uh, Arant, however you want to pronounce that, and. He's just been keeping himself extremely busy. He's also done work with More Brewing Company just most recently. Some awesome uh, collaboration cans with Revolution Brewing with uh, uh, an awesome snake, which is right in your style. It's kind of uh, it's really, really detailed mosaic style with uh, just really pops off and kind of plays off of the, the Revolution fist. So I really was uh, I was really digging that one when I saw that one. And it was getting some good love with those black cans that they've been pumping out, too. Yeah, it's a it's a cool project. It was a really fun project. I love Rev, and like you know, it was just cool to work with both breweries. And the beer came out great, and they gave me a ton of freedom. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I really, I think we. Well, yeah, I noticed Revolution. They just did one with uh, with you know Dan Jetsa did some with that, with them, and uh, hit the brewery the, the brewery he does some work with, whose name's escaping me right now. How but, butcher? There you go. See, we're one two punch here. We're killing yeah, it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I really like that they're using those black cans. I think it's just kind of, uh, especially for this project where it's these collaboration beers, it's been really, really cool to see. Yeah, and they, they, I mean, they're a big brewery, but they really, they can pivot and do, you know, I, I like the idea of doing like a smaller project-based thing. It's pretty, it's cool. And the release was fun. And they had St. Laurent kegs and stuff. It was, it was a good time. Yeah, they're really, like you said, I think they have a, they're really conscious of the kind of the atmosphere they're building. They're cognizant of the local culture and you know they're really supportive you know we've had you know we had you know maximalist on before with you know the work they're doing with the you know the the galaxy stuff uh, you know all the different the hero series and they're yeah it's really nice to see the you know the midwest and especially in chicago there's some really just great breweries that are that are really supportive yeah we're pretty spoiled i think yeah uh, I, the only, my only complaint is the weather. It's just so unpredictable. But, but other than that, I mean, it's a wonderful place to be. I've told the story before, but I've been there for sub-zero, and I've been there for like 110. Like it's like crazy. It was, it was, it was, it was in the same calendar year too. Yeah, right now we have about a week of fall weather, and it'll probably just dip right into the freezing cold soon. Yeah, everyone gets excited for this, like this kind of like pause period before they either sweat their ass off or freeze. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I remember. My phone literally froze. It was so cold, and I was—I didn't know where I was, I was going to my hotel. And I've been there a couple times. You kind of have muscle memory, and I was just kept walking. And I went underneath. I was like the loop, and I was like, "Why am I below now?" And just because I looked at my phone, it was so cold that it literally froze and shut down. So like the the, the direction stopped working, and I was like, "This does not seem like a good idea." I'm like, "What am I doing?" Yeah, and then I look like then I look like a hobo, like rubbing my phone and like blowing on it. Yeah, everybody looks crazy when it's that cold, though. It's all good. Yeah, I I think that's a good rule. Like when you're cold, like as long whatever you got to do or wear to be warm, like who really? Like, I don't care what you're wearing. Yeah, style goes out the window when it's like you know twenty below. Yeah, like oh this hat has to look. I'm like no, like if it's it could look like a trash bag. If you told me wearing trash bags was like gonna keep me five degrees warmer, I'd be all in. I'd be like give me the yeah yeah, give me the double line <laughs> construction style. I'm looking yeah, just rock it. So Hugo, you're you're a busy man. You're you know you're you're rocking the dad life. You've got you know you're pumping out labels like crazy. You know doing your art. You know what's the Hugo story? Give us a little kind of snapshot into uh, you know take us down memory lane. Uh yeah sure. So um you know I it's a pretty common story like kind of like everybody on the podcast. I'm a fan of the podcast. I've listened to a lot. Um 
I started out drawing as a kid. I've always been into drawing. Uh, when I was a kid, it was more like He-Man and Voltron, that kind of stuff. I've always loved like making stuff up out of my head, like drawing just crazy monsters or whatever. And then like I got a little older, I got into like skateboarding, and then I started drawing all the skate decks, and then like I liked heavy metal and all the like the album covers. Like I loved all that stuff, so I was always kind of drawing. Uh, and then I mean I was always that kid, like in school, like that kid that's always drawing. That was me. I was like the one kid who did it. There weren't many other kids I knew that did that, like in my schools or whatever. And then uh, when it came time for high school, uh, my parents insisted I go to an all-boys Catholic school. So that was pretty, that's kind of a drag. But the same thing, like I was the kid, the one kid who drew, there weren't, you know, just did my thing and tried to, they didn't have a ton of art classes, but I just kind of stuck with it. And then when it was time for college, I ended up going to UIC, like University of Illinois, Chicago. And I didn't really know much about it. I just knew I could afford it. And I was like, you know, I just wanted to go to art school. Probably should have done a lot of research because it's, it's a lot more conceptual. So, like, I learned a lot about art, but not exactly, like, what I wanted to learn. So it was pretty hard. Like, I struggled a lot because I would fight with the teachers. And, like, I wanted to learn how to draw. And you kind of had to, like, find those teachers that could teach you how to draw because a lot of them were more, like, political or more conceptual. So I did learn a lot about art, but it wasn't necessarily, like, what I wanted to learn. Like, they weren't teaching me how to draw monsters better, you know. Um, but I made a lot of friends there. And, uh, you know, I think I met my wife when I was in college, stuff like that. So it was great. You know, I don't regret it. It's just I learned different stuff. And then when I was leaving school, one of my friends, he got this job at this, like, office services company. And he basically was like, hey, do you want to – he could get me in or whatever. So I went over there because I didn't know what I was going to do, like – how do you get a job, you know, doing art? And it's kind of tricky. And I didn't really have a path because I kind of like had the skills I learned in college. It was more like fine art stuff, like gallery based stuff, which was weird. And how do you even break into that? Like, it's tough. So I took the, the job with him. And then you're basically chained to a computer, like doing, it was more like word processing, but it's desktop publishing. And then while I was like in my day job, I just kind of taught myself Adobe sweet so I like Illustrator, Photoshop. I'm pretty savvy with computers, so I kinda picked it up. And I still I mean I like to draw, so I just kinda learned how to draw on the computer. And then I don't know, years later, like I did that for a while and that was cool, but I started getting kinda like I never stopped drawing. Like I I always have to draw. It's kinda like a need thing. Like I don't feel good if I don't draw. But no one really saw it. And I kinda didn't have like a ton of self confidence about my work. Like I'm not a big fan. I wasn't a big fan of my artwork, and I just kind of, like, I still have to do it, but I'm always trying to get better. So I just tried to apply that to, like, digital, and then, like, try, always try to have something going. So I would do, like, my sister at the time had a comic book shop, so I did all their graphics. I did, like, their T-shirts and their posters and stuff, and I kind of taught myself, like, how to design for, like, print and how to design for shirts and, like, one-color design, two-color design, stuff like that. I just kind of taught myself. And then that just kind of kept going. And then, uh, I don't know, through the years, like, I've always kind of given myself little projects. And now that I've kind of, like, I learned how to, like, put that stuff aside, like, the self-consciousness and just keep moving. Like, I have too much stuff to do to worry about the quality. I just got to keep going and keep trying to improve. And I just try to apply myself to everything I do. And I don't know, it just kind of keeps going. And now as I get older and stuff like I'm taking on more and more work and doing cooler things and I don't really know what's going on I'm just trying to like do good work everything I do I don't know you do great work I mean again folks go to Project uh, Villa Inn on uh, Instagram and you can see I mean going through your story the you can really just see how like you, to kind of uh, uh, you know go along with what you were saying like you really just you can see where you're just trying new things each time. Like your, your portraits are incredible, man. Like they're really, they're really awesome. You know, and then you can go back in time and see one of my personal favorites. You're talking about He-Man. You know, there's a, <laughs> there's a badass Orco, you know, which is awesome. Cause we've had Drew Millward who's from in the UK. He, yeah, yeah. he does a cool Orco. And so anyone who does Orco, I found this, like I found an Orco t-shirt online and I rock it, you know, so team Orco all the way. Yeah, <clears throat> I love that. Yeah. But you can see really, you know, how you've, you know, with your use of colors and, you know, the, you know, you, you do love Halloween, so you must be getting pretty excited. It's kind of getting into 
peak season for you pretty soon. But yeah, totally. <laughs> you can just see where you, where you go with it, and it's you know you're still kind of a you know a big kid at heart, and you're using you're using that to really you know be creative and bring life to these characters, and it's good. It's really fun just to follow along and see where where it goes. But like I said, those portraits you do are, are pretty incredible, man. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, that's I've always had like even in school like. You know, like the conceptual stuff was hard for me, but then I really kind of leaned into like classic stuff, like any figure drawing class I could take, any kind of like classical training. It's like I like that. And like I remember being a kid and I didn't like like still lifes and any of that, but I just kind of embraced it. And it's like I've learned that like the more I focus on that, then when I, it's time to draw fake stuff, it looks more real, you know? So like, and I keep switching gears and I used to kind of frustrate me because I would do like, a skeleton monster, then like a figure drawing, then something else. But it's like over time, it's like everything kind of informs the other work. And I think everything kind of gets better. And the portraits, like we, I have three, I have three sons and I, we have one seven year old. And then my wife, she wanted to have, we both wanted to have a second <laughs> child. And then uh, it turns out twins, like we have identical twins. <laughs> they're, they're four. But at the time, like, you have two infants. So, like, I literally had, like, a baby and an arm. And it's, like, I couldn't be in my basement, like, drawing on the computer. So I just wanted to kind of keep busy. And I started drawing portraits of my friends just from my phone. And that kind of, like, just kept going and kept going. And now, like, it's a commission thing. So people commission me to draw stuff. You know, a lot of dead dogs, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can see that. Yeah. The, the Yeah, it's like memorial pieces. But actually, no one's ever asked me to draw a cat, which is kind of sad. But <laughs> that's uh, Yeah, Phineas has that market, I think. Yeah, he's got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but, no, you can even see, like, where the progression was that you're some of the stuff you're doing, right? You're... You know the snakes you see, it and like then you, then years later you have the you know, the strange loops with you know Saint Errant label that you did, and it kind of brings you you bring that into your into your designs and the versatility of all your labels. Some are very digital heavy, you know. Some are like, telling stories, and you know. And so it's really kind of all worked out in your favor, kind of all bringing it together. This you know culmination, so to speak. <clears throat> yeah, I just try to keep. I just try to keep going. And a lot of the different stuff, like, the staying around, like, they give me, we, you know, I've been with them the whole time, and we, they kind of started up, and we met, and we, well, we can talk about that, but they, their branding, like, we kind of worked on it together, so when I work for other breweries, like, we just do, I try to do totally different stuff, because it's like, I, I have a bunch of different styles I do, so I don't want to repeat myself, I just want to keep it, keep it interesting, you know? Yeah, and you, I mean, that, that versatility is completely there, so you get, it's, it's, that works out well for you. Now you said before, do you mix it up, or have you gone more digital now, or you know, are you, are you, is uh, it per project kind of how you decide that what you're going to do? If it's our package design, I keep it digital just because it's you can use it. When we, they've switched formats and like just anyone, like I've learned throughout the years, I've done a couple labels for a couple of different breweries, and I've just learned that like raster is a lot harder to deal with, and I, I kind of learned how to transfer my stuff like a long time ago, and I don't even like. I transfer, but sometimes I just work straight digital. And to me, it's just another tool. Like, I don't have like a preference either way. I like them both. And what I find is like, if I'm doing one thing too much, I want to do the other thing. So if I'm doing portraits, 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 I want to do digital. And I used to never do color, and now I just like constantly like to switch it up. Yeah, well, yeah. The color, yeah. You, you, the colors you use are very vivid, and so it's kind of like if you're the the extreme of your your black and white pieces. I mean. You've not only embraced color, but it's like screams. So, which I which I dig. Lots of oranges, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but even then, like, so my I do we do my wife and I will do like holiday cards. It's just Halloween and Christmas, but I usually try to take it like just do what I want to do and just try to. I've been lately doing only ink, like no digital. Just these huge big drawings that take me like a million hours just to kind of switch it up again. And it keeps things. It keeps me interested, you know. Yeah, the Halloween card you made is ridiculous. I mean, the fact that, that must, yeah, the, the, with the like the pencil, it's pretty amazing. All the the level of detail and the shading on that one. So I can only imagine how much time that took you. Yeah, it's like 40, 50 hours. Like it's just. I mean, I'm not. I'm probably not that efficient, but yeah. I mean, if I I've tried to clock the time. I've done like two that way, and they were easily like forty hours each. I'm about to start the next one for this year. So if I get it done in time, I'll send you one. <laughs> yes, that would be awesome. Yeah, we, 
Yeah, I think we have our Christmas card already figured out. That's always uh, it's always like a pain in the ass, like pulling photos like we from the phone, being like, "Oh, it's this one." Thankfully, the phone's got nice enough resolution. But like in years past, you'd be like, "Oh, I'll choose this picture," and it'd be all grainy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Now, now you don't have to really work. It's pretty easy. You can even design the card from your phone if you if you know if you're lazy enough. Yeah, for sure. Well, and it's funny because my son, like, he's in grade school, like, my oldest son, and like he'll give cards to his teachers, and I kind of feel bad. Like, we're outing you as the weirdo. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Where did this come from? Oh, my dad made this. Oh, okay. That goes in your file, son. Yeah, my wife's a teacher. Yeah, okay. no, no, they like that stuff. Anytime you get te- a te- insight with teacher, if you give them anything, even if it's like a $5 Dunkin' Donuts card, you know, it's like, oh, thank God someone recognized yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And then, like his art teachers are like, we see them out and stuff and they're, they're, you know, they're really nice and like we get along and stuff. They kind of get it. It's cool. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. I would, I would, like I said, yeah, if you're, if, you're, if I can get on that list, I would, that'd be awesome. Yeah. If you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. Done. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And it's kind of fun now that you said that going through them all, you can see them the last few years are on there. So it's really cool. And I think there's one where you turn your kids into little like werewolves or skeletons or something. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they were a lot darker before, but as we had kids, like we switch it up, we just keep it. And then, like my wife's an art teacher, high school art teacher. So she helps me with them and she does a lot of the hand lettering and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a fun. And that was another thing where I just kind of gave myself a project and I just kept it going. So I've been doing cards for like twenty years or something. Oh wow! Yeah, I like the the werewolf with the the little skeletons is is pretty is pretty awesome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I think it's creative and it's fun, especially for the family because right, you're working so hard and now you bring the family into it. It becomes you know it's it's a it's a good example for the kids. You know they want to they want to mimic and take after you. So yeah, it's always fun. Well, yeah, and I think, like, this is what we do. Like, I, I mean, like, when, you know, there's many times I'm with them and I'm working. And I have, like, I bought an iPad so, like, I can so I can work with them and they see what I do and they're into it. And I think that's important. Like, I think that's how you learn. It's, like, what you're around, you know, what you see. And, like, their mom works really hard and I try to work really hard. And, you know, I think, I hope they get that from us. And people are like, do you want them to be artists? Like, I don't really care, but they have to know how to draw a little. It's like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that you're just giving a good example of just, you know, showing that mom and dad do what they love. And like, that's to me is always a bigger takeaway. It's like, I don't care what you do. Just do what you love and, you know, and be true to yourself, which isn't easy, especially art. Right. I mean, there's probably times there's had to be many times you're like, why did I decide to do this? But you just it's it's in you and like you're saying you just have to draw and you know we're lucky for that that's awesome yeah and that's what i mean i really think like i've you know i think some people have said this on the podcast where like beer labels it's like the new album covers the new skateboard art it's like we're the same people we're just a little older and like the market is it's viable like people like it like, it plays you know what i mean like there's no rules really so it's really it was i feel lucky that like i i love beer so it was a, a neat kind of marriage you know yeah so it was a good uh transition there so you're natural you're just making this pretty easy for me <laughs> how did you um you said before from the beginning you were with uh saint Aaron. how did you kind of come to the team up with them so um well it's like i'll go back a little further take us back so i like beer i'm a fan of beer the beer was cool because it was like a hobby and it wasn't art you know because art it's like yeah i love to draw but it's also like hard and it's a it's grueling, you know, it's not like all hearts and flowers, like it's it's rough, but beer was fun, it's just an escape and social and I have buddies and stuff. And then I, me, I just, I started getting into, I got like a beer in a box kit, like a homebrew kit and I, I made a few beers, but I only really made them because I wanted to make labels. So like I made my own homebrew labels and they were cool and I kind of got to do my own thing. There might be some on my Instagram, I'm not really sure, but. So I did a few labels, and then um, I was with some neighbors at, like, a local brewery, and um, they were like, oh, you should get this guy to do your labels. And then the, the brewery owner saw my stuff, and he's like, hey, yeah, let's work together. So I worked with this brewery. They started doing labels for them. And then um, – so I'd done a few labels, and then fast forward a little bit, and we had the kids, the, the twins, and I started doing the portraits. And with my portraits – I didn't want to have like a huge list of like, I got to draw all the important people in my life. I just didn't want like homework. So I kept it light and it was like, I'm only going to do two at a time and it's only going to be people who are like in front of me. 
So I wouldn't, I didn't keep a list because people would ask, like, will you draw me? It's like, I, I already have two people right now, so maybe mm-hmm. later. <laughs> and, and it's kind of cool because it's like a place in time. It's like I saw those people at that time, so that's why I drew them, you know? And one of these people is this guy, Mo. Shout out to Mo. We were at our local bar, and I, I, we were deep in our cups, and Mo was like, you should draw me. And he made, like, a funny face, and I was like, I'll draw you. So I drew Mo. And then later on, like, he had buddies, like, at St. Aranca's, Brent and Ryan, and they were starting up their stuff, and they're good homebrewers, and they were like, do you know any artists? And Mo was like, yeah, I know this guy. He's done labels, and he's a really good artist. So then he introduced us, and we met. And a big thing was, like, I didn't know them, and they didn't know me, and it was very much like, who do you want to be? It's like identity, because it's like, they've, I've only, they've never worked with anybody but me. So we had a big conversation, and it was cool, like, since I had that background in being a beer fan, it's like, they told me what breweries they liked, and we talked a lot, and little by little, like, Strange Loops, that was the first one, and we started out with the snake, and we just, they didn't want to do, like, the heavy metal kind of stuff, like, that look, so I proposed, like, you know, we just kind of came to it together, like, this idea, like, there are themes in, like, the Santa Rout labels, and we worked on that together, and little by little, we kind of found our way. I love it. And it went up, now we're up to, like... I want to say like 40-something unique labels. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I mean, I was diving down uh, St. Aaron. You can find, find them also uh, on Instagram. St., if, if you can't spell that, then we're in trouble. But <laughs> E-R-R-A-N-T Brewing. And uh, you can see all of them there. You know, again, go to Project Villain. But yeah, there's definitely a vibe to them. I really like some of them. Yeah, I like... Uh, yeah, they're, they're they're all different. I I really like them. So so you're saying there's uh there's some themes within them. Is it based on style of beer? How do you how do you kind of decide that? Uh, loosely, a lot of it's the name. I mean, they give me the name, and then I I do sketches, and they pick a sketch, and then we go from there. But some have come together other ways. Like some they've seen sketches in my book, and they're like, we like that. Can we do this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. It wasn't for that, but yeah, let's do it. Oh, and I just okay. try to like I have them all like in my iPad and I just kind of like know what they all look like. And I have a copies of like the cans and the bottles and stuff. So I just try to not repeat myself and I'm trying to just keep it thematically similar and just kind of keep moving. Oh, wow. That's, that's kind of, that's pretty uh, like vulnerable. Let them see your sketchbook. Right. I mean, like that's kind of going back to earlier. You're saying that, you know, not, you weren't comfortable with that. So you've come a long way with. uh... Yeah. Yeah. Like I really like, I think, I think, it used to stop me. It used to hold me back, like this, like you know, like self perception or self consciousness or whatever. But now it's like that voice is still there. I just kind of turn the volume down because <laughs> it's like I'm busy, man. I got stuff to do. I don't have time to be there. Like I have, I got work to do. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, animals and kind of uh, creatures are, are definitely running rampant throughout a lot of the labels, which is cool. Yeah, and I always try to leave like a question, like room for a question, like what I want. I mean, I don't know if people do, but I just want people to think, like, what's going on? Like, what is this? And sometimes I'll just ask my son. I'll be like, what do you think's going on here? And he'll give me, like, a funny answer. And I'm like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need. It's like, wow. All right. I wasn't going for that, but you got it. Yeah. Kids, yeah, exactly. kids are the best. They see the best shit. And you're just like, oh. So you also do work with, uh, is it more? I know the under the line of the O. I don't know if that's just for, like. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, more brewing. Yep. What do you think, folks? It's impressive, right? Hugo is a really great artist. He has a good perspective and good head on his shoulders. He's a good dad. And it's really just uh, its really nice to be able to share some of this with you and just to give you a little bit of insight into the artist, their process, you know, how they work. And I'm just uh, the fact that it's just kind of you can feel that it's in his soul. And it's, it's a theme that will come up throughout the interview. And I'm not trying to make this huge thing of it. You can just tell that he was born to be an artist and he embraces it. He loves it. And he just continues to, you know, create and make that part of who he is and, you know, making time to still be present and, you know, lead by example, by working hard. And it's just, um, I don't know. A lot of times, you know, I didn't know, you don't know what to expect. You have these interviews with folks and we don't know who they are. We don't know a lot about them other than we really dig what they're doing and inspired by their creativity and you hear stories, and they're just you know, really humble and kind people, you know, doing great things, and you're really just, you know, pulling for them. So, you know, 
you know, we're Team Orco, obviously, and we're, you know, we're Team Hugo. So it's just really cool to, to be able to share this one with you. You know, whenever we're in you know, Chicago, there's always new breweries and things that we're hunting down. And so, you know, now that we've met Hugo and, you know, had that, you know, we'll, we'll meet in 3D and maybe have some St. Aaron and or more. You know, there's uh, the, the, the creamsicles, you know, the sickle. Um, are really, really, really cool. Hopefully, you know, like we say, we hope the beer tastes as good as it looks, but, you know, we know it looks killer because Hugo's working on it. So dig it, dig it, dig it. Project Villa IN on Instagram, projectvillain.com. Find out more information there. Maybe get yourself a portfolio. I mean, a portrait, excuse me, which is part of his portfolio. Uh, excuse me. So. Let's just get back into it. Yeah, this is a good one. You know, sometimes we don't really want to stop it, but, you know, we uh, like to hear ourselves speak. Remember, 160Z Canvas, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Use the hashtag, theartofcraftbeer.com. Tickets are still available. Sorry, we got to plug a little bit, but go, go, go. Here it is, episode 129, which is not a prime number. Now, is that just kind of a, because of, you know, the popularity of your other stuff and just get, how did that come to be? Um, so we're all friends and like, uh, they're, they got a new brewer, my, my buddy Eric and Eric is a friend of the St. Ron guys. Like we're all just buddies and we do like, you know, like, we see each other socially and we all hang out. Like yeah, I need to come hang out with you, man. You should just, get, yeah, it's just like <laughs> shit's going all over the place. Yeah. Well, and these guys are really good. Like, I mean, they're good brewers and like, and Eric needed some designs. I don't do everything for more. I do some stuff for more and right. we're just feeling it out. It's starting out. I mean, we're having, I'm having fun. I think they're having fun. I, I think their designs used to be really minimal, and I was kind of worried about that. And I told him, I said, you know, like, when you call me up, like, I draw, you know. Like, I do design, but I kind of backed into design, you know. Like, I'm more of a drawer. Like, I, I think of myself as more of, like, an illustrator. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I'm trying to kind of learn it all. So, like, little by little, we're finding our way. And, I don't know, it's fun. That, that orange marble is kind of, blew up like I've, I've been getting a lot of notes about it and people are really happy with it so yeah it's a it's a killer creamsicle right orange creamsicle which is like, well my thing is he has a cream sickle so, yeah yeah <laughs> i love it yeah that was like the whole that's why i drew that because i thought of a cream sickle i'm like who could be holding a cream sickle I'm like oh this ice cream monster that's perfect like can you brew a beer i have a drawing like <laughs> like can you, can you do this because i have this idea that's amazing and you just need to brew something for that. Well, like, we don't have any plans for that beer. Well, then someone asked me, like, why the ant, because he's fighting ants on, on the label. And I'm like, have you ever dropped a popsicle in the summertime? What's wrong with you? Like, why ants? Give me a break. Dude, those people don't have fucking kids. Like, once you, I mean, you see that, because even that, you're just like, uh, I could probably still wipe this off. Like, that, if, I, <laughs> if I take this popsicle away from this kid, like, it's going to be, it's going to be a disaster. Like, that, yeah, that should be one, right? Yeah. Like, trying yeah. to wrestle candy out of a kid's hand with, like, Kids will do like the five second rule when you have kids, they'll do like the tw two minute rule. They're like, eh, yeah, yeah, they don't comprehend it. It's still functional, and you're and then you kind of like play your odds. You're like, ah, I don't, I don't have any fight left in me today. You're like, all right, yeah, like we get we get back in the car from being out, and there's a piece of uh, candy, and they're like, ooh, candy, and it's like, dude, <laughs> you're like, where was that from? They go, oh, I was under the seat. You're like, what do you mean? Like, oh. I'm like, we haven't had that candy in months. Uh, pretty good. You wish you had some, Dad. And you're like, no, nah, good. And they check the cabinet. We got, we got plenty of antibiotics. We'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh man. So, so you, how did? What is the the project life cycle like? So you have, you know, is it chick? What's the chicken? What's the egg? Like, how do they? How do you work with them with kind of getting it onto the label? Do you? Do they give you just the name and say two weeks? Do your thing, or is it? Yeah. We, I mean, they have like a release schedule. They don't brew super often because they don't have that many tanks. But yeah, they'll give me a name, and then I usually takes me. The hardest part for me is like the idea part because like the execution, like I can knock it out once I have an idea. But the idea, I really and Saint around stuff's a little trickier because I try to kind of, yeah, you know, I try to like chew on it a bit and try to make it you know cool. So like that takes a couple days, and then I'll kick them sketches, and then they'll approve one, and then I don't often get notes but then and then i'll just do like a finish that's kind of it really and it's funny because many like with the revolution collab like i pitched a couple things and i was thinking about what does rav do what does rev do and then i was thinking what does saint around do what does saint around do and it's like that's me though <laughs> like but i was thinking of it as a third party because it 
there's so many now that they kind of have a look. So it helped me. It kind of, I think it made my job a little easier. But yeah, it's cool. But I'm playing off my own work, which is kind of neat. Yeah, because it's literally like it's kind of it's a collaboration of the two ideas into one label, which is always, you know, you could someone probably you know you could even say oh they th- probably thought two artists worked on it right because the fist and then the the snake which goes back to the early stuff and yeah I mean that's really cool right because your first label with them was the snake so for that to yeah be exactly the, yeah it really kind of just shows the evolution of the, of the brand to be kind of doing it with one of the the Chicago staples so it kind of it's a good nod to where you and the brand have kind of gone to gone together yeah and then like they did a collab with transient uh probably a year or two ago and i tried to keep that in mind and i looked at the transient and i'm a fan of the transient work and i was like i want to do something like that and i tried to make my label like a transient label and they just did a collab with hacienda and that same deal like i looked at the hacienda stuff and i thought like how can i filter that through my hand you know that's pretty cool to show like I think to be like pretty cognizant of that just shows like what a fan of you are of the medium too. So it's really cool to see that. Yeah. And I, I really like, I think I, I'm, I mean, beer people, like they're just fans of beer. Right. And the label doesn't even have to look like anything. They just, they don't care. They just want the liquid. But as a beer fan myself, like I care. And like when I, when I see a cool label, I'm like, who did it? Like I try to find out. I I know the names and I know the artists. Yeah. I mean, that's I think kind it's of, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the whole thing for me because people are like, oh, and I, I don't even know. Like, I sometimes I don't even know the brewery more. I like know the artist more than I know the brewery. I'm like, oh, I haven't really had that beer, but I know that's a so and so, and that's a this, that, and the other. Yeah, uh, it's uh, and it shows. I mean, unfortunately, some of these beers don't even sit on shelves; they just disappear. But I'm a fan of the work, and I'm glad. I'm with Instagram and the internet and social media. Like, there's this extra venue for beer now, and like. It doesn't matter. Like it's not like if the label's great, the beer's great, but it's cool when they kind of match up. And I feel like with Saint Laurent, like they're really good brewers, and they kind of they're like, we do the beer, you do the art, and I think together it's just it's good. And same with more. Like Eric's a great brewer; they they make nice beer over there, and I'm lucky to work with people who are talented too. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, early early Saint Laurent was more bottle heavy. How did you guys make that, or what was the decision behind making that transition to the cans? So they were brewing out a microphone in Elk Grove Village, okay. and Mike Mike's a friend too. Everyone's friends. Like the, that's the thing about like they're they're technically competition, but it, everyone kind of like gets each other's backs, and they're like buddies, and they do fest together, and it's pretty like a really nice community. But at the time, Mike didn't have they didn't have a canning line, so they just did the seven fifties, and then when they they moved to Beguile, and I think. They started canning. They're Beguile, Beguile's closer to them. It's just a different brewery over here, and like Beguile cans and Saint Laurent cans, so it's just different formats. And then the, I don't know if you've seen the minis, but Saint Laurent started doing stouts and like mini cans, so like eight ounce cans, and those are real popular. People freak mm-hmm. for those. Yeah, because sometimes these beers, like you want them, you want, you don't want them to lose any of the the weight, but doing a sixteen ounce like multi, double digit stout is uh. It's a big, it's a big, uh, big commitment that doesn't always go well. Yeah, for sure. On my end, it's a little challenging because uh, the the canvas is is like it's like eight by three, and I'm like, how am I gonna fit anything on here? Yeah, what do you do for that? I mean, I, the the question we usually ask is going to a smaller canvas, but I mean, that's kind of obnoxious for you. It's gotta be a little tough. Yeah, it's weird. You just gotta design around it, and unfortunately, you just can't see the art with the name. You just have to kind of turn the can, but it's fine. I mean, you just kind of adapt and what because you're doing it in the like the ipad it's i mean you, you just draw it bigger and then just shrink it down by like with the parameters of the image you already drew well so i'll i'll draw sketches on the ipad like and i like that because i can do color sketches and it's just on the fly with a stylus i have the big ipad pro and it's, it's great but then and i don't have to like i i still do pencil work but it removes a couple steps. Like I don't have to scan. I don't have to, you know. And I'm bummed because my my paper sketchbook has kind of like gone dormant a little bit. But when I'm when the sketch is approved, then I kick it back to my desktop and then I draw it in Illustrator. So once it's in Illustrator, I could scale it to whatever whatever size I want. Okay. Yeah, we do. That's as you've heard before. That's one of the more common. Like if you were to do like the classic whiteboard of pros and cons, you know, the cons is the not having the, you know, that feel or the, you know the 
you know, the, the hard copy, so to speak, when you go all digital. Yeah, and that, that's also why, like, my portraits, like, those are all pencil. And I'll do a pass on them digitally just to kind of, like, with graphite, you don't get pure black. You just get kind of silvery gray. So, like, I'll throw them and I'll scan them and darken them a little bit for, like, for the Internet. But those all exist as, like, paper, like, they're, they're pencil on paper. And I still, I love that. So, like, I'll never stop that. But it's just, like, what what's it? What am I doing? What's the end result? Like that's what I'll design for. So do you? So the portrait is it just a picture? Do you have people sit down? What do you? How do you do those? Um, I mean, I, those are just photos because I don't want to. I I can do that. Like I love like life drawing and I love drawing. But who can sit for a couple hours? I might. I'm. If it were a live session, it'd be a couple hours. I would need a couple hours. So I do those from photos. But I could do either. But I, you know, the photos are nice because I could just take them. I, I'm drawing at like two in the morning, one in the morning, like, you know, I draw whenever I can. So like, it's often at weird hours. Yeah. I, I like I, I, that common theme that you just have to draw. It keeps coming back, which I love. So it's, it, it makes sense. But yeah, somebody's sitting there. I envisioned, you know, when you're talking about your, your classes, having the, you know, the, the student or the, the, um, object, you have to stand there, the person you draw on them for hours. So yeah, I could see that being a little little tedious it kind of goes it goes against your flexibility draw whenever you can option it's like okay yeah you just gotta stay on your toe and like it's a lot to ask of them i want to do that again that's what i like about classes is that that's what that's for and my favorite like life drawing classes it like the best poses for me would be like a six hour pose so it'd be like two weeks three hours one day three hours another day that was my favorite wow yeah yeah, that's that. They're not, I don't think they're on there, but like it's like nude figure drawing kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I love that because you really kind of you need time to kind of like I'm not a painter, but I'll do like charcoals and stuff. And like I to figure that stuff out, I need a lot of time. And it, it's just cool to like sink into something. I love it. And it's not even about it's more about what you're seeing versus what you're drawing. It's like, how well can you see this? Like, it's just a different challenge. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. I really like the fact that you're always just trying to continue pushing yourself with different styles or just being open to all the, you know, using all the, all the tools. I mean, even there's even a really, again, project villain, uh, project villa, I N on Instagram and even just your fun, just having fun doing a little, you know, chalk outside, you know, it just really just, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's part of who you are, which is really wonderful. That, that with my kids, like, that's our new thing. And, like, we will just, like, they want to play video games or whatever. I'm like, I get it. That's cool. But before we do that, let's go fill up the front step, you know? And, like, we, we did it the other day. And I was like, I got to get a picture of this. And then it totally rained and washed everything out. But it's still fun. Like, it's it's a different medium. And I'm, like, excited. Like, oh, let's do another chalk drawing. And they're like, oh, man. But I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, and you see throughout your work that, you, all these different objects and things with shapes and angles and you know you're always kind of working within these new kind of uh, limitations to kind of expand your you know to expand your craft which is you know drawing on the on your on your front steps on the sidewalk it's you know I'm, I remember doing it with the, you know with the kids just to try to write our names and you get these weird divots and textures and, and dents that you know don't always work out the way you're intending to yeah and i used to be really precious about certain things and get uptight about stuff and it's like let it go man like there's if you're an illustrator you can be that way but if you're on a chalk sidewalk it's like dude just go like don't think about it too much and then like i'll catch neighbors taking pictures outside it's pretty fun like we really like it i think yeah i think it's like i said we're going back before which like it just seems like you're a really good dad man like you're really conscious of that and you're really trying to make it you know make your passion you know you're sharing you know, you always have like you always hear like bring your kid to work day, but like you're just doing it, you know, at, in the house with them, and you're, you're you're showing them, but you're still being present. So it's really, I don't know, as a dad, I really admire that. I just think like uh, I don't know much, but this is the one thing. Like I'll try to show you what I do know, and it's like, and it's funny because I'll see them like when they're doodling, there's they start to pick up my goofy like things have crowns and there's ghosts everywhere. And I'm like, this is awesome. When I see it, I crack up. I love that. Yeah. It's like, I, like, yeah. Cause you want to be like dad, right. You want to, you know, it's like, you know, like it, that's like, there's nothing better than that. Cause kids, if they didn't think it was cool, they would just be like, all right, I'm, I'm drawing this thing. I'm not drawing those, those ghosts. You know, I'm drawing, I'm going to draw a house or something, you know, whatever. I'm going to be a modernist and just draw, you know, abstract art. Screw that. 
Well, they're like, I'm not going to draw. I'm going to go be a banker. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> what did I do wrong? Yeah. <laughs> and then my wife, like she, like I said, she's an art teacher, and she really helps me with everything I do. Like, she sees my work in every step of the way, and, like, she digs, like, when me and the kids are out there working. So it gives me a couple, some points with the wife, you know? Yeah. I mean, especially anyone who's a school teacher, my wife's a school teacher, so I just, I think that... It's just uh, it's an important craft, and you know, from an early age, and inspiring. I, I do, I did find it funny that you said that you took went to school, and you probably should have researched a little better. But <laughs> the fact, the fact that like they let kids make that decision when you're like 17, 18, like it's really not the best. Like logistic wise, I, I never really understood that part of it. It's like you're yeah. letting this kid to like sign a piece of paper where they're gonna owe all this money, and they and they really don't. Like I thought I went, to, I went to university as an accounting major. Because my father told me, because I liked math, that I should do accounting, which they're not even close to the same area. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, you like to wear pants. You should be, you know, you should be a fashion designer. I was like, oh, well, no, I just like to not walk around without pants on, which is not true. But like, um, and yeah, it was just, it was awful. And I was just like, this, this is what my dad thought I should do. I should be like, what, where did we disconnect? Like, this is awful. And well, and like art school, like you think like, oh, art school is great, but not every art school is the same. And I didn't really have, and like the high school I went to, they weren't really tuned for that. So I didn't really have guidance. It's like, where should you go? And I didn't even, at the time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just knew I liked art. But I did like try to just learn what I could from there. And I had some amazing teachers. Like there's this famous painter, Kerry James Marshall. Like he, I took a, a couple classes of his and, you know, I don't, regret it like i learned a lot it was just a weird the stuff i learned is not what i thought i would learn but i'm just trying to like apply what i learned yeah oh yeah and i went to an all i went to an all boys school and it was, so it's just kind of funny your, your story it was just like yeah yeah it was uh <laughs> i mean in hindsight i mean uh, i'm glad i did because i probably would have you know i was just kind of awkward teenager i probably would not have uh been focused as well as I should have been on whatever. Yeah. But in high, but it was still kind of like in hindsight, the it's a it's a weird weird thing that. Uh, yeah, it's a weird idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, you take it, you know, whatever. I, I like to, I like to believe the idea, like whatever happened in the past is what brought us to make us, you know, where we are today. But it's kind well, of well. And I've, I've had teachers, like our teachers, tell me, like and I, and I've said, they're like, you don't belong at the school. I'm like, yeah, I know. And they're like, but this, you'll learn from this, and it'll make you a better artist. Like. As long as you don't give up, as long as you don't like drop it, like just keep going and you'll do fine. You'll learn from this. And I think it's true. I agree. Yeah, I think I think it's really uh, I think it's really cool to see. So, uh, what's you know what's next in the in the queue, Hugo? What are you what are you working on? I'm working on a couple things. I have a portrait. I have a logo. I have a label. I have. And it's funny, like, now it kind of has its own momentum. So, like, even when I'm like, I don't think I have anything coming up, like, the inbox just starts getting full. And I may still have a day job. And I like, I like my day job. It's pretty cool. Like, I do a lot of creative stuff there. And it's a lot of design. And, like, I really learned a lot there. So, like, I'm right now I'm just trying to do everything. Yeah. You're you're very busy. You're a busy man. So, I, I, uh, I'm, I thank you for making the, the time to join us. Um, no, it's my pleasure. This is fun. I'm a fan. So, this is really neat. Yeah, no, it's like yeah, and it, I think what hopefully you'll, when you list, like take sit back and look, like listen, like you've worked you worked really hard to be where you are today, and it's you know it doesn't seem that way because it's something you've always felt was your calling. But again, to go back to the parenting thing, like you're really just leading a great example for, and even the kids probably in your neighborhood, right? They're like they're they're probably there are other parents probably there's some parents who don't like you because they're like man, that, that fucking guy's making me look terrible. Like I, I just want to go home and sit on the couch, and this guy's out here drawing his kids, and every day and it rains and it goes away and he comes back the next day. Uh, but uh, we were at a kids party and my kids were kind of bored, and they're like, they'll just ask, they'll call stuff out for me, like draw so and so, like characters that they like, like Paw Patrol or whatever. And then like I'll pick up my phone and I'll draw it for them. And then like a parent was watching, and they're like, no fair. And I'm like, no fair, <laughs> like whatever, dude. <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, on your phone, though? Like, you're able to do that? Or you have a big enough phone? Well, like, on a piece of paper. So I'll, like, pick up the... I'll pull up the picture on my phone. And I'll oh, it on okay. That's but, like, what, they always surprise me. So now they're into Pokemon, and I'm like, I don't even know what these... Like, they've surpassed my Pokemon knowledge. So, like, draw so-and-so. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. My kids like that. Like, we have to go see that Pokemon movie, and, like, they're all, like, the, like, sub-characters in the background. And, like, I just thought it was, like, filling it. Like, oh, there's... 
the Evelyn Evolved version of this thing. Who's this? And I was like, what? I'm like, where? I'm like, I'm in the house with you all day. Where the hell are you? Like, where, where is this happening? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Like, I hope you retain, like, you know, some fun facts for history and math like that. Like, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I thought I was good because I knew how to draw Pikachu. But, like, nah, they don't care about Pikachu. Uh, Pikachu. <laughs> it's like, come on. Give me, like, Charizard or something like that. Yeah. It's like, I don't want that. Yeah. The, which, which for folks at home, the Pokemon movie was pretty good, but I, I would recommend it. I mean, that's all I got for that. Yeah, they loved it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so what's down down in the dungeon as you're calling it? What, and you you probably hinted at some metal music. Is that is metal your music? What what are you listening to when you're creating? Do you do you listen to tunes when you're creating? Yeah, I listen to a lot. I listen to podcasts and albums. I switch it up. Um, music, I like all kinds of stuff. I think favorites like right now bands like if you want specific names i know you like to build like a your pad out your playlists <laughs> i like i like uh True Widow a lot. all right cool yeah. <laughs> You're making, yeah this guy's the best he's making my life easy uh i like this band true widow okay. I, I like metal but i like more like doom stuff kind of like slower kind of darker stuff i like true widow i love uh mf doom anything mf doom does i'm a big doom fan right. um I like, there's this band Soft Speaker. That's a little biased because I do their album art, but it's my buddy's band. But I like them a lot. Um, I don't know. I, I used to love this band Curve back in the day. A lot of shoegaze stuff. I like My Buddy Valentine. Stuff like that. Like, my I like Buddy Valentine comes up a lot. Like That, that one, I, I love those guys. Yeah, that yeah, comes up a lot. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. It's like the ambient, like wall of sound stuff. Like that, uh, I used to love. Like when I was younger, I love that. Now that I'm older, like I just like a lot of like I don't know, like True Widow, I guess a lot. Yeah, well, it's smart. I think it's smart to plug the band you're working for, so they got some free promotion by uh, you know hiring. Soft Speaker, they're a good band. And when your buddy tells you like I have a band, it's like oh man, they're not that good. These guys are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you're like oh wait, you want to work for? Uh, okay, great, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like you should do what I do when you don't drink the beer, right? Just in case it's not good. Then you're just like, oh, I don't want to hear your music. What do you mean you don't hear the music? I'm just going to work on this album cover. Like, we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> well, it's funny when people ask me about beer labels. Like, they'll ask me, like, what the beer tastes like. And it's like, I don't taste it before it's done. Like, yeah. the label was done a month ago. Like, <laughs> I know the style, but I don't taste it. Now, so they only so they they're just they're doing uh, Gypsy Brewing, right? So they're just popping up all over the place, or they have a kind of are they are they easier to get now in uh, in Chicago? They brew out of one place and they have like accounts that they sell at, but they don't have their own space yet. They don't move around. They moved around twice, and they, who knows? They might move around again. I don't know, but they, I think, ideally get their own space. I don't really know where we're at with that, but because I was going to say when that happens, I think the next test for you evolution is a mural. I mean, I think some of this stuff will kill her up on a on yeah, like that's... a wall. There's buzz. We've had. There's been meetings with people about murals and things. Yeah, that's right. on. That's It's in process. We'll see. I think it'd be great. Your work would be awesome. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, I actually did. I, there's a cider company. I think I have some of their stuff on Instagram. Eris. I did their logo and I did a mural in there. But it's just like a one color of their logo. And then we'll do. My wife and I'll do like treatments for it. It's pretty cool. It's a fun project. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine the uh, orange cream marbles guy like on a big wall. I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think people want to bring their kids to that. The kids would be screaming as they walk out of the place. But I think it would be that. Should, and if they're not doing it, that should be on a t-shirt, like just on the middle of the t-shirt. But you know. yeah, we're, they've they've talked about merch, so we'll see. I don't know. All right, all right. Let us know more. Send it to. Them. I'll get you the address. But. Um, <laughs> So as somebody who's been working their ass off, grinding, just being, you know, learning, evolving as you go, what kind of advice would you have for maybe a younger Hugo about to go off to art school? Would you have them maybe read the syllabus ahead of time and figure out where they're going? What kind of advice would you? Yeah, I think that's pretty huge. But I think I think the biggest piece of advice I could I could have for anybody is just don't wait for someone to come call you because they're not gonna. Like you really need to kind of be your own client and like anything I've ever wanted to do, I just go and do it. Like I wanted to do beer labels. So I made beer labels and like that got me beer labels. And it's like, if you can prove to somebody that you can do it, then the odds of them hiring you are higher. So like, and I've, I've, I've talked like even like high school kids or whatever. It's like, 
whatever you're into, like sneakers or beauty or whatever, like just do it. Like do your version of it. Like don't wait because they're not going to come to call you up. Like they don't know who you are. So why would they? And with social media, like there's an outlet. So like just do it for yourself and put it out there and keep doing it. And my thing is like just try to keep learning. Like don't stop. And like my – like I said, like if I stop drawing and take a break, like I don't feel good. And it's like – I'm not like, oh, look at me, I'm the best. It doesn't matter. I just got to keep making work. I just, that's what kind of keeps me going and keeps me like feeling good. So like, that's what I do. Yeah. I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people, Hugo. You work really hard and you're, you know, you're, you're doing it because you want to do it. And it's now it's, it's a kind of, you know, you're, you're, you're growing and evolving all these new opportunities and you're like, oh, I'm working on these seven things. Like you're pretty busy and it's just kind of like your, your side hustle is continuing to grow. And you've got now you've got you know three spawn that can work for you pretty cheap labor. So you got them. Working. I just want I want like a landscaping crew. I just want people to help me clean the yard. <laughs> You're like I, I will draw your face if you clean my yard. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Hugo, I will. Uh, I'm hoping to be in Chicago later this year, and I hopefully maybe we can get together and have a beer. I can. You know, I'm, I'm just really excited that we finally got to do this. I really am a, a fan of your work. You know, you work really hard. And, uh, you know, I, I love the, the versatility and all the cool stuff that you're doing. Oh, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. I, I just, I appreciate what you do too. And like, I think like when I'm sitting here grinding on work by myself, like it's nice to know that other people are doing the same thing. And it's cool that like, I don't know, it's like people know the struggle or like what you're going through. It's pretty cool. It's great. And I appreciate it. Well, well thank you. We like to think of ourselves as like five old American tale. So we're all underneath the same bright stars just doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good fall i like that yeah nice. I, I just came up with that right now so we're gonna we're gonna, <laughs> use, we're gonna use that again but right. uh and maybe i have used it in the past we've got we've done a lot of these and so we just try to keep it uh keep it natural and i yeah, yeah i hope when you listen back you know it'll be you know, you'll realize how how hard you've worked and how hard you continue to work and i'm excited to see what's uh you know see what, what's next in uh in the portfolio hugo yeah thanks me too i don't know we'll see <laughs> yeah that's the thing and who knows next thing you know you start doing tattoos or doing clay work and who knows you're just gonna keep yeah going. whatever i'm game man i'm game exactly i think you have the right attitude and uh we wish you uh continued success my friend uh thanks man good to talk to you thanks so all much right, cool i'll talk to you soon hugo all right take care aj all right, bye-bye bye and there we have it folks the essential Hugo Trejo interview right here on the 16-ounce canvas. I'm just really impressed that he just continues to push himself. He's trying new mediums, and some of the outputs that he has from those are just really vivid, super detailed work, and he's just passionate about what he does and who he is, and he's just really... He's an artist that the more I follow and kind of get down into the, the weed and see what he's doing, it's just, it's just amazing to... to put that together with a story so please head on over to project villa Inn, see all the work that he's doing reach out for commissions on those portraits be the first to have their cat featured uh, in a hugo original we have cats but i really don't want i don't want hand drawings of my cats you know we, we've shared their stories before but looking forward to heading out to chicago later in the year hopefully get time to you know meet up with hugo maybe we'll do an event in the Midwest in the future, just a lot of cool stuff going on and really, really great. Just really blessed to have the opportunity to meet some really cool people, hear their stories and share them. And I think that they're inspiring to folks. I think that, you know, we get people reaching out at different stages of their career. We get a lot of questions about, you know, how do I do this? And like Hugo said, you just do it and you keep doing what you're doing and being true to yourself. Just like this podcast, we just keep doing it. And, you know, each week we continue to grow and, you know, we're not sure what the next chapter is going to be. We've got a few really good ideas, and we're going to try to pitch them to people and, and see what comes of it. But all in all, we're just uh, really blessed to be here. You're listening to the 16-ounce canvas of the Art of Craft Beer podcast. We still are experiencing some technical difficulties. Um, it's just a nice way of saying I need to get myself a, you know, a new laptop. So big, uh, big shout out to my son. Let me borrow his. You know, I'm his dad. He really should just, you know, I, I, but anyway, plug uh plug for Trey so thanks for that if you are a uh, audiophile a tech geek or whatever you want to make recommendations on the next machine we should get we'll uh, we'll listen to them hopefully we haven't you know obviously you're could be listening to this at any point in time 
hopefully uh, you know your recommendations don't go unnoticed but we thank you for listening we thank you for you know enjoying this remember check out theartofcraftbeer.com next week is the big event we hope you'll be joining us in Maine check out our cool shirts that we have available and tea and, and glasses and we still got some of those Dune Hagar originals over on the store at the 16OunceCanvas.com. So don't be a stranger. Please keep in touch. Remember, use the, te- the hashtag 16OZCanvas. And we still got a few more uh, weeks left of the 16-ounce Doodle or Die, so really check on that and see all the cool things we're doing. We promise you we'll catch up and do all those once we are all plugged in and recalibrated with the new machine. Kind of excited, like a kid before Christmas. But thank you. Per usual, I'm AJ. I'm your host here each and every week. And we are blessed to have you have your time and we really appreciate you joining us. So don't be a stranger. Keep in touch. Project Villa IN. That is our boy Hugo. Episode 129 is officially in the books.